Hey there, this is Noah Tobias on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes or Google Play. You can find us by searching Forrester Radio Rooted. And you can also catch Rooted every Thursday evening at 7 on 105.5 WQHU. And today with me, I have Reverend Arthur Wilson, uh, pastor here at Huntington University uh, with us. Arthur, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. It's been a cloudy, rainy weekend. Uh, not a lot of sunshine, but you know, God is still good and it's great to be here on campus today. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, like it kind of drains all of your energy out of you when you see it out like this. And it's been like this for the past couple of days too. man, it's something. It is something. (laughs) So Arthur, tell me a little bit about what you do here at Huntington University so so we can tell everybody. My official title is Dean of Spiritual Life and Campus Pastor here. And so my primary responsibility is helping to facilitate the spiritual growth and development of our students. And that happens uh, by working with students, working with faculty, working with staff and coaches. And so, you know, our first chapel of the year, um, you were talking a little bit about your summer and about how it was kind of a difficult summer for you with family. Uh, and you also mentioned uh, a little bit about some medical problems with uh, your daughter. Do you mind sharing just a little bit about, you you know, what kind of happened this summer with you? Yeah. So actually her issues started in February. And so, um, it started out just with, um, her one day not being able to do anything for herself. Uh, it, it, it started out, we thought she had like a skin issue with rashes and things. And so we thought that this was nothing more, than just going to see a dermatologist and getting some nice cream. uh, And then the problem would be fixed. But lo and behold, she was diagnosed uh, with a rare autoimmune disease known as juvenile dermatomyositis, which is a a debilitating disease that both um, breaks down and inflames the skin and muscle. And so she went from being able to brush her teeth, comb her hair, dress herself, to not being able to do any of that. And so all of her dependency was on her mother and on me uh, to assist her with those things. And so with such a rare disease as dermatomyositis, uh, that's not a disease that a lot of physicians in this area uh, have managed or dealt with. So we had to do a lot of trips to Indianapolis, to Riley's Children's Hospital. Uh, for her IVIG treatments, we've had to go to Whitley County Hospital, uh, Parkview. Um, and then we spent a lot of time out at Parkview Regional. So through that, physical therapies, surgeries, it's just been a lot. <laughs> so uh, we had to take her to a lot of places. And so it was my wife and I doing the best that we could. Um, but after time, you know, those appointments and just watching your daughter go through, you know, day after day of just struggling with pain, um, crying out in extreme amounts of pain, uh, having a lot of open wounds because her skin is deteriorating. Um, that That's kind of hard to, to, to witness. It's kind of hard to, to see. Um, but through the grace of God, we've been able to get through it as best as possible. How many surgeries total has she had to go through? Um, she has had, 
I believe, three surgeries um, and may have to have another one depending on how her tendon uh, in her right hand uh, does through her physical therapy. So when in the early stages of her diagnosis with this disease, she developed like what appeared to be large cysts on both hands um, and doctors really didn't know what it was. At one point, they thought it was a reaction to or just a consequence of being on prednisone, steroid. But lo and behold, um, we had to take her to the emergency room one night and um, they diagnosed it as being a staph infection. And on the right hand, the staph infection got so bad and the, the bump got so big that it actually snapped her tendon in her middle finger. So the surgeries were to drain uh, first, the uh, staph infections from both hands, and that developed because of the broken skin and staph possibly living on the skin and getting into some of those wounds. But after that, then there was surgery to repair the tendon. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe another one to go back in. So she had a surgery on the left hand, had a surgery on the right hand, had a repairing of the tendon in the right hand. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Three three surgeries so far. Yeah, oh, and th- those sound like pretty major surgeries. Yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. They they were something. They're, my my daughter, she has been a, a real trooper. Um, I thought I've been through things in life that have been difficult and tough, but watching her has really gave me a lot of confidence and strength and hope. Um, and and that's the power of of just being able to journey with her through this experience. And I think that. This experience for her is is in so many ways preaching to her a sermon that is really changing her life and allowing her to see how God can use her uh, for his glory. And so you you said that your daughter is 17, correct? Yes, she's 17. And so that means she's a senior in high school? She's a senior. That's just crazy just yep. to, to know that a 17-year-old girl who's who should be looking forward yeah. to yeah. many more things to come yeah. uh, is having to worry about something like this. Yep. Now, you said that she's going to possibly have to have another surgery. Mm-hmm. She's also going through physical therapy. Yep. Uh, are there any other things that she is having to do now um, to kind of help well, things weeks go ago, faster? I had to cut her hair off just because of the uh, side effects of some of the medications, it's taken its toll. And so I told her, now we get to be twins. <laughs> I have a bald head. She has a bald head. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing uh, she wasn't very happy about that comment. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. But she's so beautiful. Her bald head is so beautiful. And um, I think she's even become comfortable with the idea of wanting to keep her hair short once she gets it it back. Um so, yeah, she has had to do that. Um, you know, besides the physical therapy, uh, she also developed, because of the prednisone, a, a type 1 diabetes type of issue. So she has to take a lot of shots with every meal, checking her blood sugar. And, and in that regard, I'm not type 1, but I'm type 2. So we're sharing that bond and now competing to see who has the lowest blood sugar levels, which she wins all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so man, you factor all those things and then having to get a, a shot of um, methotrexate once a week. She's a trooper. She is a real trooper. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way I could go anything through yeah. that. But for her to, again, to be 17, 
and being that strong. That's that's really incredible. Yep. yep. Um, so what about schooling for mm-hmm. her? Like how is she able to take online classes for her senior year so she can graduate on time or or, or what or what is she doing? Yeah, with that? she's actually been doing online learning, uh, I believe, since like last December or January. OK, um, so uh, it was perfect timing for an issue like this to happen because she was already engaged in a process where she was doing her homework uh, on her own, uh, engaging and interacting with her teachers online and through text messages and things like that. So, yeah, she's real ahead, way ahead of where she needs to be right now. And so um, it's all about getting her college ready. Uh, And so we plan on getting her taking the SAT or ACT uh, and and ensuring up her, her grades so that her GPA is where it needs to be to become an HU Forester. (laughs) That's awesome. With you, uh, mm-hmm. really, I guess this semester, since it happened, uh, it started all happening in last February. Mm-hmm. Is this affecting your role this semester at all here at Huntington? I'd say since day one, it's affected my role. And, um, you know, most people would expect it to affect it maybe in a negative way, but it hasn't. Um, the one thing that this journey has taught me about is the gift of presence. You know, to be able to be present with people is a wonderful gift. Now, it was kind of hard at the beginning of my daughter's journey to present this gift well because I'm a fixer. I think a lot of dads are fixers. We see a problem, we fix it. If a faucet is broke, I'm not calling a repairman. I'm going to fix it myself. Look up a YouTube video or something. But in this particular situation, I could not fix it. But I learned that's not what she wanted. She just wanted to know that her dad is with her. And that was enough for her. And so it's taught me the importance of being present with students. You know, when you see a student on the mall and you sense that something is not right, being present with that student, don't let that student walk past you and just say, well, if they want to talk about it, they'll schedule an appointment with me through my secretary. Now. Take the time to sit with them and just be with them. Don't rush off to your next meeting. Those things will take care of themselves. What's important is the right now, the present, what people are dealing with. And so it's made me more intentional as a campus pastor. It's made everything that I do more meaningful. And and so it's also an opportunity for me to just be vulnerable and transparent with students that I have the honor of ministering to where they see God not just working on them, but wow, this dude who's the campus pastor, he's having his own journey and he's not ashamed to talk about it and be honest about it, authentic, to cry when he needs to cry, to question when he needs to question. This is real. This is a faith journey. And so it's such an honor to be able to invite students along that that journey with you. So it's it's made me, uh, I would say, a more effective Dean of Spiritual Life campus pastor. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And so kind of going back to your daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys seem like you guys have had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. So how has your relationship with her changed through this process? Well, I'll be honest with you. So um, I believe I was 21 when I had 
when my wife gave birth to our daughter, my first child, my only daughter. And so in so many ways, um, you know, I have a lot of, man, I would do that differently if I had the opportunity. Um, so as I have had three more children after her, I've learned a lot, especially from the mistakes I made as a father with her, um, what to do and how to be an effective, good, loving father. Uh, but yeah, she's always loved her dad. Um, and I think that, you know, since I, I struggled a lot, not receiving a lot of affection while growing up, that has always been a challenge for me uh, to to really show affection. But this journey, man, has been uh, so wonderful for my relationship with my daughter. Um, we have bonded so well. Uh, we spend so much time together. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 almost indescribable um, how close our bond is. Um, <laughs> I like to say it's 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 to the point where uh, my daughter feels like she needs to spend all the time with me, and I have to remind her sometimes I got a lovely wife that uh, you know <laughs> I need to spend some of that time with her. Uh, but you know, I also realize that this is my opportunity to really show her what a loving father, what a loving man of God, what a loving husband looks like. And so I want to make the most of this moment. You know, my daughter will never know what it means to have a prom in the sense of being a high school student with her friends and peers. But I'm telling you this year, I'm going to do something very special for her and, and give her her own unique prom in her own unique way. And so I am uh, looking at this journey as God's great gift to me to redeem some of the time uh, and, and not see this as such a sad occasion, but to use it as an opportunity to just make a mark where she can look back on this journey and say, man, I love my dad so much because of X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, we're real close. She looks just like me too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. That uh, that really is cool. I always love hearing stories about how people are so close with their parents because mm -hmm. I'm close with my parents yeah. too. And to only be, you know, 20 minutes away from them and yeah. still be able to see them on weekends is, yeah. is really cool. And I'm just happy that I'm able to still be here on campus, but mm -hmm. still be yep. close with them at the same time. Yeah. Um, so in your role as a pastor, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people out there that think, oh, you know, Pastors, when they go through hard situations, they don't really like they don't react like we do, like because they're so much stronger than us. Um, I guess what would you have to say to that? I mean, because you're human, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, going through this journey. You know, I, I guess in, in theory, I know that it was about me being a pastor, but being a pastor never crossed my mind in this journey. You know, I was a father. And so as a father, I, 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 I struggled. I struggled, um, in, in so many ways, especially in the beginning. Um, when you hear a loved one, not cry, but wail in pain, the only times in scripture I remember reading about wailing 
is in describing hell, you know, and some of the reactions of the inhabitants of hell. And so that gave new meaning and not being able to fix my daughter's problem and wondering where in the world is God in the midst of this, that was tough. So I had a lot of moments to shed tears. I had a lot of moments to be angry with God. Um, And I'm so grateful that God was able to absorb all that because he has always been there. And, you know, he allowed me to not be the pastor. He allowed me to be a dad. He allowed me to be a, a human being struggling with the suffering of his child. And while, you know, yes, you have to have a professional appearance um, when you're doing ministry, I never felt like, you know, people would have thought less of me if they saw how much it really hurt. Um, And that's why I have allowed her story to be so much a part of what I do and what I say when I talk about God's gift of presence. You know, I wanted people to join me on this journey. So, I mean, a, a pastor is just a normal person like any person. They sin. They need the grace and salvation of Jesus. Um, I've had my own health struggles where I've questioned God, his fairness. Um, But I've learned worrying about those things and getting answers to those questions only, I think, takes away from the precious gift of the time that you have with those who mean the most to you. And so this has been a very stress-free time for me in the sense that it has really challenged and taught me how to lean and depend on God and not try to take care of my burdens or my problems on my own. And so I hope that people watching me go through this have really learned more through this journey than any of the sermons I've ever preached, because now you get to see a pastor live this sermon like we get to see a regular lay person live sermons every day of their lives. There's no difference. There's no distinction. Um, and, and I'm just, I guess, honored that God would allow this journey to let others know that, you know, regardless of the title you hold or the amount of time you spend getting a ministry of theology degree, nothing prepares you for life. Nothing prepares you for life and the same grace and the same strength that the, I don't even like to use the word normal, but any other person has to manage, you find yourself and life will put you in a situation where you'll find yourself needing, needing God's strength to be made perfect in your moment of weakness. And, um, I've learned that lesson. I keep learning that lesson. So yeah, man. Final question. How can we pray for you and your family? You know, there's a couple of ways I would I would really appreciate people's prayers. And, and one is first and foremost for the continued uh, progress of my daughter's health condition. She's making tremendous strides, um, but she's on a lot of medications. And so I just pray that uh, she will continue to grow. 
um, and Progress Health. Uh, Acts for your prayer for my wife and I. Um, this is a very draining experience. I mean, who would ever think that driving and sitting hours in hospitals would be so draining, but it is very draining. So pray for our strength and our support. Um, pray for our, our sons. She has three brothers who I'm certain have their own questions, and we've seen them wrestle with this, but not articulate their frustrations, their fears, or things like that. So I pray that God will um, really allow them the space uh, to to process what they too are experiencing through our daughter's uh, health condition. Uh, and I just pray that she will and they will experience God in the midst of this and and understand how this type of journey can benefit the lives of others and benefit the kingdom of God. Um, so, yeah, man, pray for Riley Hospital to move to Fort Wayne. That would be another prayer request. <laughs> that gas money going to Indianapolis is a bit <laughs> bit taxing. Uh, so, you know, IU Health is making some moves to Fort Wayne area, but they need to get here a little bit sooner. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are the major things I, I would ask for prayer for. And, and our family, we are, we are so close. And, um, you know, I, I know Satan thought he was going to really try to cause a wedge in our family through the situation, but he, he didn't. It, it actually had the opposite effect. And so we are, are strengthened. We are full of faith. And I just pray that that remains even while she gets better. Let us not ever forget this journey and, and, and God's presence with us in it. Uh, so I want our family to continue to be faithful to God uh, as her health condition improves. So, Yeah. Definitely. You have all of our prayers here from at Forster Radio, and um, it's it's been really awesome to talk to you today, cool. Arthur, just about your journey and about your family's journey, about mm-hmm. your daughter's journey. Um, again, a 17-year-old going through all of this who should be thinking about you know what college she's going to go to next year, and instead she's thinking about health problems and yeah. all of this stuff is yeah. just happening so fast for her. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's mentally draining yeah. too. It's, it's not just physically draining, but it's mm-hmm. mentally draining. I mean, mm-hmm. even with you and your wife, I mean, mm-hmm. being in the hospital, it's just all the mental things that go into it yeah. is, is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Hospital chairs are not comfortable. <laughs> the food isn't always the best, <laughs> but you have to go through it. Um, and this last story, I, I just want to share just to talk about the power of God. I'll never forget, uh, maybe a couple months ago, I had to make a hospital run to visit somebody uh, in intensive care. And so we were coming from one of her appointments. And uh, so I didn't take her into the intensive care unit, but I asked her to wait in the waiting room lobby. And so after spending time praying with the family and and seeing the patient, I came back out and my daughter was sitting next to this elderly lady who was just in tears crying. And so after my daughter finished, we were walking to our car and I asked her, what was that conversation about? And she said, well, this this woman uh, was facing a major decision uh, where she had to pull her brother off of life support. And she said, I shared my story with her and she was just thanking me for sharing the story of her journey and, and how that just touched her and, and helped this, this process of our own a little bit easier. 
And she said, wow, dad, I never thought that God could use me like this through what I'm going through. And that was just so amazing. And so I, I, while her physical journey is, is very grueling, she has so much spiritual juice and energy from what she's gone through where God is getting the glory out of this. And so, yeah, you know, she, you know, it isn't for pity, you know, she's for praise, praising God, praising Jesus through this journey because she understands the purpose behind this pain. And it's just amazing to watch her minister to others as God continues to take her through this journey. That's just, so, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, that, man. Just being able to use it in her yeah. own story. And I mean, this is her story. Yep. I mean, this yeah. is God working through her and mm. it's, she's glowing with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Arthur, thank you so much for just coming in and sharing a little bit about what's been going on with you and uh, ever since February and through this out the summer and now. um, And everybody at home, thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes and Google Play. And remember, you can always listen to Forster Radio over the air in Huntington on 105.5 WQHU or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Stay rooted, HU.